and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 380. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only Too Fresh Crash. I have no waves on the Zencaster. <sighs> well, are you using the wrong mic? <laughs> I'm seeing again. waves. I'm seeing waves for everybody. Oh, interesting. You was? I was. No, you wasn't. Mine's coming from a headset microphone that I don't even have connected. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Alright, let's go again. Uh, wait. Uh, right? You want me to reset the live stream? No, 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 you're fine. This is, hey, live stream, what's popping? How you all doing? Um, <laughs> this popping? is what happens when things go wrong. <laughs> Welcome. Alright, jump back in the uh, Zencaster. I literally just noticed. I was going to just let it go, and I thought, well, if we need this backup, if we, oh, this is the week I need the backup, we're going to be. It saved our ass before, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, better to, you know. Matt P, get out of the green room. Okay, now you've left all together. Coming back. I'm coming you're, back. You're on my oh, we're using Zencast this week? I didn't know that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready? I'm in. Let's do it. It's recording. We are live now on recording. Let's go again. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 380. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only, the chosen one, Crash. How are you, Crash? Oh, my God, me the chosen one. You'll find out later on in the show. You'll find out later <laughs> in the show, Crash. You'll find out. Uh, and joining me, the not-so-chosen one, Matt P. Video. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, and I very much like these new nicknames, so I appreciate them. <laughs> we're going to get into it. It's great. Oh, we're going to get into it for sure, boys. But if you didn't know, this is My Xbox and Me, our weekly Xbox podcast, right here on YouTube.com slash My Xbox and Me, and all podcast services. If you want to show up early, head over to Patreon.com slash MCFixer, where you can get all your goodies, and you can get this show early. That's Patreon.com slash MCFixer. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers, Erin Guard and FNH Paul. Appreciate you, boys, for your continued support over on Patreon. Let's jump into the topic of the show this week, boys. Microsoft loses up to $200 on each Xbox console sold. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry, we don't have sound effects on the show. Uh, in an interview with CNBC, Xbox head Phil Spencer admitted that Xbox Series X and S consoles are sold at a loss with the expectation. Thank you. I was getting there. Uh, that revenue will be made up elsewhere on accessories and games. Uh, that's... A hundred dollar loss on the Xbox Series X at four hundred and forty nine dollars, and that's two hundred dollar loss on the smaller Xbox, being the Xbox Series S at two hundred and ninety nine dollars. My question for the panel: Number one, is do is this a surprise to anybody at all? Ooh. Crash? No. Consoles have always sold at a loss. The PS3 sold, I think, it was around the same thing, if not a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken. That thing cost six hundred dollars as well, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Matt, yeah. The, the reason I'm surprised is the amount that we're talking about here, right? Like a two hundred dollar loss on a three hundred dollar console would seem like it would be hard to justify as a business model. But we're like we, like you said, Crash, we knew that these consoles sold at a loss. I am surprised by how much. Um, but like they said, they're going to make it up elsewhere. Namely, I would have thought Game Pass, which he doesn't specifically mention in this quote, but you know. Well, I think the profit margins on a controller are probably humongous. 
you would imagine, right? Like, yeah. the uh, controllers, are, a, a design lab controller is, I'm going to be honest with you, disgustingly priced for what it is. It's just a customized controller. So the amount they probably make off of that is probably such a good margin. And of course, other places where they're um, making money, controllers, accessories of... What other accessories are out there for the ex headsets, I guess? Charge the kits and stuff like that. Xbox well, has always done... Oh, the charge plug and play oh, pack. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Xbox yeah. has always done a very good job of nickel and diming people with accessories without making it seem egregious. Yeah. Right? Because um, a lot of people still use batteries. I've had a play and charge kit for a while now, but I feel like most people just use batteries because there's no... Or you just plug it in with a wire and you can use the controller if you're close enough to the TV. Yeah, most people use a plug and play kit, but not me. I still use Duracell. <laughs> no, no, my, I think most people use batteries, not plug and play kits. It blows my mind that both you still use batteries. No, 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 no I, I use plug and play. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I got a plug and play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, okay, I'm a little bit of a liar. I've got three controllers. One of them I have like a knockoff plug and play thing. Um, I got the from, same one. From, what, the Venom one? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hashtag gifted. Just so people are aware, mine was gifted to me. Oh. Um, Hashtag I, I mine was not. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I'm with, I'm more in the the same vein as Matt. I guess, which is I'm surprised at the amount. I, I wouldn't. It didn't surprise me that they're losing money, but the sheer amount that they are losing, especially on a Series S, is remarkable. I can I be honest? I don't feel like those numbers are super accurate. Um, because I don't know how the Series S costs the same to make as the Series X. Hmm. Okay. It's like if they're both like it's um, 600 bucks for both of them, right? Yeah. The Series X loses 100. The Series S is losing 200. Or am I wrong about that? I, I, no, you're right. You're right. So no, you're no I'm wrong. I'm no, wrong. There's wrong. a $100 difference. There's a $100 difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the cost to manufacture should be 500 for the Series S and 600 yeah. for the yeah, Series yeah, yeah, yeah. X. I was wrong. I did the math incorrectly in my head. Okay. Which I am still relatively surprised at. That they're only a $100 difference in their Yeah. Costs. I. I think this is also a little bit disingenuous, not in like sort of like Microsoft's trying to get us sort of way, um, but they do use chips that don't work for the Series X on the Series S. So you're technically yeah. saving money on producing them. But I, I would imagine they don't calculate that into the cost of the Series S. Probably yeah. not. This, this is also Phil Spencer in an interview throwing some numbers out. It's not like a financial report where it's like, you know, it's $197.58p for the, you know. Yeah. So yeah, these numbers are, are rounded some way, I'm sure, and aren't uh, you know 100% accurate. Um, but yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I mean, I just want to say once again, it's you Series X players, you, you're screwing everything up. Like, come on, man, you're costing Xbox money yeah, out here. That's crash. why you have a Series crash. X. Oh, you got a Series X. Here, man. You didn't say Series S. You said <laughs> Series X, my guy. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I think ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, what this tells me by Phil even coming out and saying this is we'll see a redesign at some point. I hmm. I think this is interesting because this came in tandem with um, Sony announcing that they lost 2 million subscribers or whatever with their PlayStation Plus. I wonder if they're trying to go tit for tat like, oh, we lost over here. Oh, we're losing on our consoles. And it's sort of like 
to change perception of the of the viewpoint as far as like the activision acquisition goes oh you think there's a little bit of a sleight of hand th- here crash you think like, this, like we're there's, losing there's, money on these consoles you have to let us have activision playstation like yeah, look yeah, we yeah. lost all this money and we're still the industry leader i see mm, yeah because okay. I, I don't think i don't think either of these people especially sony with the two million dollar thing i think sony for sure that's some sort of play i don't think you go and say oh we've lost two million subscribers on our service i don't think I you th- actively go out and say that yeah sony are very smart in the way they did that as well by the way because they lost two million subscribers, yes, but they also charge more money now. So the people that yeah. are paying for it made up for the loss of the two million subscribers. Yeah. It's... I also, when I saw that, and I didn't read into it, and so correct me if I'm wrong, but would that also be people uh, not following through after their free trial? Mm, I ain't got a clue. Probably. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't know the information, unfortunately. <laughs> Why did you like there was a bit, about to be a bunch of rocks falling on you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not hundred yeah, percent sure. I do wonder as well, like because obviously the PlayStation got a price hike um, by fifty bucks, and so I wonder if if this is worse for PlayStation. Maybe they're they're losing now, losing the same amount of money, or losing more. What do you reckon? Um, I, I don't know. About the same. The yeah, I, I'd imagine that. Um, I will say, I wonder if the shape and the design of the PlayStation that might be where it might be more costly for the PlayStation because I think the Xbox is more like standard as far as I'm yeah. aware, and I don't know the inner working of the Xbox and all that stuff. The Xbox seems more basic in its design, which you'd assume would be easier to produce, but I have no real clue. So, okay, fair enough. Anything else to add, Matt, before I move on? I don't think so. I don't think so. Like you say, it'd be interesting now to see if a redesign comes that brings this down and, and if that saving is passed on or if it's just like, hey, we redesigned the Series S and now it's cheaper to make. Oh, and I so, think uh, redesign's coming sooner rather than later. As soon as they can drive the cost down, they're going to. If they've openly admitted how much this costs, yeah, it's going to... And they're going to make a shed ton as well because people like me will buy a new console because I'm an idiot. I say you won't that. buy a Series S. I bought a Series S. Just so yeah, we're you clear. You won't buy another one. Just you so we're clear. I bought two Series X. No, I didn't. I bought one Series X and one Series S. And yeah. I was gifted a Series X from Xbox for review. So, yeah. Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into our podcast reviews. We ask each week. Make sure you go and review us on Apple Podcasts. I did see a tweet at me, actually, where someone was asking... Where else can we review the podcast? I ain't got a clue. I only I use Apple. I only care about Apple. Um, <laughs> Apple is the only one that I. The, Apple is the only one that I know of that if we got a spike in reviews would push us to the homepage, to the front page. Mm. So that's why I've always been Apple centric i mean if there's anyone any more out there that you want to suggest to us please send them through let me know especially if there's people who use it consistently and have been reviewing let me know if you've got a review on your podcast service of choice please that would help first one is titled consistently inconsistent and let me tell you audience my xbox and my audience let me tell you this is going to be a wild ride i've read through this already and uh, buckle up it's not a positive review but ultimately when you sit here on the podcast every week and you ask for reviews they're not always going to be nice they're not always going to be positive 
we've got a three star review, which that's the biggest insult here, by the way. That's 100%. the thing. That's the thing I'm that hurts the only. most. I don't give a crap if you say this podcast is terrible. At least have the decency to give it five stars. That's that's my only rule. That's my only rule. Uh, this was on Friday from Rawker Dude five zero one two, and it reads like this: This show has been through the ringer through the years, and somewhere and somehow is still just mediocre. Says Sankos, but I'm gonna go with that. If you don't know the history, it's been MC Fixer. He puts Mook Fixer, okay, and some other co-host. Let it be known that Crash O E of the co-host, so of the co-host, is the best one yet. A real gamer voice among the panel. Fixer can still relate at times, but he isn't in tune like he used to be. Much more corporate, and he's not afraid to tell you. Unfortunately, slightly newer change to the podcast is the introduction of the third co-host, Matt. He doesn't add anything to the show, and is quite frank. And quite frankly, I don't know why he's there. Fortunately, he can't keep a consistent stream, so it's cr- uh, so it's a crapshoot of a show when he shows up. He has wrong and bad ta- or bad takes most of the time, and often has to be corrected. I don't know if he even plays games like this audience would, and it brings me no value and brings no value to the show. <clears throat> Besides the inconsistent to the quality, uh, show quality is just a con- wait. Sorry, I've I've totally messed this up. Which is in- which is pretty consistent of me if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest, that's pretty consistent. True, pretty consistent. Besides, he's inconsistent. The show quality is just a con. What, what's the word? Uh, it's just as consistent. Just as consistent. Thank you very much. You would think after years of producing the show, you'd be able to to get consistent volume levels, but now one in six shows nowadays are almost unlistenable. I've been listening for a long time, and unfortunately, it's about as amateur now as it was then. The other piece uh, that chaps me is how they ask for support, but it's MC Fixer and not the show. It's now free man show, but only one guy gets any benefit from financial support. I don't care for that much. So this was from Rooker Dude. Nah, Rooker Dude. Let me tell you. Number one, you 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 are entitled to your opinion 100%, and I respect the fact that you have put it out there for the world to, to hear. I just want to go on record of saying the biggest lie you've ever told is saying that Crush is the best person on this podcast. Now, that is the biggest lie here, all right? That's what's got to be said up front, all right? The fact that you you have the audacity to lie like that. No, let's be serious for a second. The fact that you said Matt P has nothing to this podcast tells you how little that you know about the podcast and what it is we're trying to build here. Um, Matt P doesn't only run the live show. He doesn't only stream. He doesn't only work a normal nine-to-five job. He doesn't have a wife he has to take care of and look after. He doesn't only bring amazing ideas to what we're trying to do. Matt is a great host and a great content creator himself. Yes, Matt's a little bit inconsistent with his points, but he also plays devil advocate, so a conversation can keep moving very often. You don't understand the art of podcasting. And for to be honest with you, I've been doing it for 380 weeks every single week consistently on your inconsistent uh, review, by the way. Does the show sometimes the audio messes up? Yes. Is the audio level sometimes shoddy? Yes. Do we make mistakes? Yes. 
We are three men, all with full-time jobs of doing something else, that come together because we enjoy each other's company and talking Xbox. That is it. We are not IGN. We are not GameSpot. We are not kind of funny that have a producer. We are not any of these people that make tons of money. Just make that very, very clear. Which this is not a slight on any of them, by the way. What we are are free friends who enjoy talking to each other about the games industry. And if that isn't enough for you, no problem. There are a thousand podcasts out there that do the exact same thing we do, but we do it in our own way. Do we edit out the mistakes that I make? No. Because if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you know I'm dyslexic. Crash will pick up a word here. Matt will pick up a word there. Do I care? No. Because I'm open and, van- and vulnerable enough with the audience. But the fact that you have the audacity to say that Matt, Matt adds nothing to the podcast to me upsets me, frustrates me, and is downright disrespectful. Just so yeah. you're aware. Me and Fix have also talked both with Matt and in private several times before how we feel the podcast flows better with Matt. 1, Just from a doing it perspective, it's easier to do with Matt here. Um, in general, I feel like the most of the reception is very positive with the three-man podcast as well. Absolutely. Again, I'm not going to let the vocal minority overshadow this podcast. But when you ask for reviews, this is what you get back. By the way, just to just to make things very clear. When I started this podcast a long time ago, yes, the Patreon says MC Fixer. It is still MC Fixer product. My Xbox and me is still owned by the company of MC Fixer. The podcast hasn't made any money on its own ever we've not done merch we don't run ads and we've been offered advertisements by the way and we haven't done them and don't get me wrong some of that stuff's going to change in the new year the patreon itself the patreon will change in the new year is the plan to try and get it to be a my xbox and me patreon and all we're going to do with the money that the money comes in from this podcast is reinvest it back in the podcast we know that we need a producer but it's very hard to have somebody sit down for an hour, an hour and a half a week, and sit in the background right now and just listen to us talk and get no credit. And they're not going to get paid because we don't make... I don't... You can go and look at the Patreons and see how much we get paid. It's there. It's open. People can see it. So please go and do your research before you come at me about that sort of thing as well, by the way. every Everything that we do, we try to do as consistent as we can. Do we make mistakes? Yes. But the Matt comment upset me, I have to say. Oh, well, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. And and what I was going to say to this is like, like you said, right? We're, we're absolutely not doing this for financial benefit, and, <laughs> and that, that that is not a part of it. Like like you said, we work nine to fives. I'm contractually obliged to not take money from uh, other sources like this one, right? And so that's not a thing I can even do. I didn't know um, if I could say that, so I didn't say it. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can say that either, but here we are. Um, and, <laughs> and the only other thing I would say is, is yeah, like we don't do this for the financial gain. I personally also don't do this because anybody is listening. Like I do this because I like hanging out with you guys and I would do this. I would jump on a call with you for an hour and a half and chat shit about the gaming industry, regardless whether or not anybody was listening. Yep. The fact that we get questions every week from people is mind my mind to me <laughs> and fucking awesome. Like yes. incredible. And so, um, yeah, I love you. Even if you don't love me, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think you, you hit a nail on the head there, though, right? Which is like, yeah, whether we were doing this for, again, you can look at our numbers 
Like, don't get me wrong, we've had weeks that are amazing, but you can look at our numbers. We have a core audience of people who listen. And that's why the podcast has never stopped, by the way. It's the people that write in every single week. And it's if you think over 380 weeks now that I haven't thought, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. But I realize that we've played a huge role in some people's. Like, I know, if, I will talk for myself for a second. I have, like, little Smitty, I'll, I'll bring him up, right? When he started, he just had his daughter or hadn't had his daughter yet. And now I know that I see pictures on Facebook of his daughter. And I'm like, bro, I remember when he was on holiday listening to the podcast. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, someone's listening while on holiday. Like, like <laughs> we do this because we love to do it at the end of the day. And we enjoy talking about Xbox and the games industry and video games. And we're just free knuckleheads who like talking to each other. And you guys get to view that. Like honestly, we would drop we would drop news altogether if we if we we would just sit down and go, yo. So this happened, yeah. Da, 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 and you'd get an hour long conversation out of that. But we actually put a podcast structure together for it to make coherent sense. Otherwise, bloody hell, we'd be all over the place. So yeah, man, you've been critical, Rooka dude. I think you've been a little bit unfair, and uh, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there because Crash, there's one more review, right? There is one more review. Um, this is a very short review. It came in October 25th, so it's like a week old at this point. Uh, it's from Lucas12354321. Uh, Five-star review. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the title is Great Group. And heard about this from Fixer's first visit on Unlocked and have been listening to since. I'm so sorry. Nice, simple, if to you the come point. from Anybody who ever comes from Unlocked, I think, oof, it's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different look podcast, but thank you so much for reviewing it. We appreciate the five stars. Again, you can be negative all you want, but at least give us our five stars. We deserve five stars. That. We deserve that. All right. For the for the consistency of inconsistency, yeah. <laughs> we deserve five stars. Okay. It's hard to be consistent in any sort of way. I'm you know. Saying. I'm just saying. But yeah, I want, look, like I say, the, we ask for reviews. Bring them in. Bring the bring in the comments. We do appreciate it. So keep them coming. Keep them coming. Let's jump in with what's been in our box this week. I will start off with you, Crash. What have you been playing? Played quite a few things. Uh, I finally played Scorn. Ooh. Um, I played like 15 minutes, uh, okay. and then good. I quit the game. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not my type of game. Yeah. It was slow-paced, all that stuff. It just wasn't for me. Uh, I played Midnight Fight Express, uh, which is the game where you're playing like a vigilante. It's the top-down game. Um, very beat-em-up. Uh, I wish this game either came out last year or came out later next year, because playing this game... Uh, all it made me want to do is go back to Sifu because it's very, very Sifu-esque in a lot of the stuff it does just from a top-down point of view. Uh, it's still very good. I think it's a great Game Pass game and definitely worth checking out on Game Pass. Uh, I played Gunfire Reborn, which is a FPS roguelike RPG type of shooter. Uh, it's very, very fun. Um, I haven't played too much time, so I don't have too many, too many thoughts about it, but I am enjoying my time on that. And I can see that ending somewhere on my game of the year list possibly um i don't think it would be super super high but i think it will probably end up somewhere in there and then i've been playing i've never stopped playing multiverses but they've released a lot of characters and i haven't really talked about it uh all the characters they generally release are really really good uh online qualities dipped a little bit but at its worst it's still better than smash so that's not necessarily a bad thing um but i'm still very much so enjoying that game as well 
question about multiverses. They introduced Black Adam, correct? Yes. Is he, as I suspected, just a Superman reskin? No. No, no, no. Oh. Very cool. different, very different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good he's on, on the he's, he's not on the more basic side, but yeah, he's not he's not a Superman reskin at all. He does have a right. flying ability, but it's not the same. It's nowhere near the same as uh, Superman's ability. Yeah. Very cool. Okie dokie, Matt. What about you? What have you been playing? I have been playing so much Call of Duty. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Okay. I, multiplayer, I assume. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and campaign, and I finished the campaign. Okay. Um, which I think I've talked about. Did I finish it last week and talked about it last week? Can't remember. You talked about but, it last week. I don't think you finished it. Yeah, but. I don't think you finished it. So, Fair what did enough. you think of it? Of the campaign? Yeah. I think it was like visually insane. Like, I think this is one of the prettiest games I've ever played. Um, like the cutscenes are absolutely stunning. Some of the level designs are absolutely stunning. Like some of the areas it puts you in, it clearly like puts you into spots where it's like, hey, slow down and look at how pretty this is for a second, <laughs> and now back in, um, which I appreciate. I, I really enjoyed it, and um, I can't remember if I said it on stream or on, on the episode, but it, it feels like a Mission Impossible movie to me. Like the, there are characters that are like kind of funny and personable, and like, I like and want I want to see in future games, um, and some of the scenarios it puts you in are wild and hella fun and uh yeah it's just a big block must blockbuster movie popcorn turn off your brain shoot stuff and enjoy it how long was it it's brilliant the main story short that's good i yeah. reckon six hours maybe okay. on recruit um uh. but what i will say is even on recruit much more difficult than i was expecting not like super difficult but like Two bullets, two, three bullets, you're dead. Oh, kills um, are, yeah, uh, kill time's super quick on this this year's game. Super yeah, quick. exactly. But I, I guess I when I heard people talking about that, I was assuming they were specifically talking about multiplayer and not campaign. But it feels like that's very different, even in the campaign. Okay. Um, uh, which I don't hate. I don't. It doesn't really affect my enjoyment of the game in any way. Um, they do have one new thing in there, which is uh, I don't think they do enough with, and is some of the least fun sections of the game, um, which is like crafting. Like, it wants you to go do some very, very light resource gathering and then build makeshift bombs and traps and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of a neat idea, but they don't do a whole lot with it. They kind of, like, show it to you and then and then hide it again and, and never do anything with it again. Um, and it's not super fun in a campaign setting. I do wonder if it's, like, a hint at, like, maybe something like that will be in Warzone. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, I think the campaign is worth playing. Um, I don't know if it's worth 70 bucks playing, but then you do get the multiplayer as well, which I guess we'll say. talk about. Yeah. Um, well, you might as well carry on. Like, yeah, I've been playing multiplayer as well. Um, I played about five hours, day one. Um, I like it a lot. I like it a lot, lot. Like, I think it's probably one of my most favorite experiences I've had with a COD multiplayer since Call of Duty 4. Um, it, to me... Is fun because I'm not getting slide cancelled on and things like that. Like I, when I die, it's not to me. It's not that deep when I die. I understand. I've been TikTok is on fire right now. Every time I mm. go on TikTok, it's just this game sucks. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're, and I'm like, from a casual point of view, and again, I'm a filthy casual when it comes to COD on multiplayer, especially. It's fun. And I think yeah. that's what it's meant to be. And I I'm so happy. I like the little message they put up on multiplayer about like treatment of players. 
and ha making people agree to it. I know you have to have a phone number as well on your account, which is huge. I don't know if that's just PC, but... Um, it's PC. Okay, yeah, on PC, you have to have a phone number attached to your account, which I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's an interesting mm. approach. Um, but yeah, I really like it. Time to kill, super short and quick. People were coming in and like, comparing it to Siege, though. And I was like... Don't feel nothing like Siege. I played Crash knows me and Crash plays years of Siege. It feels nothing like Siege, but it's a good game. I really like it. I like I like the maps as well so far. Especially that oh, okay, you disagree. Interesting. Um I love uh, the no, no, long no. map. That long map, I love that map. With all the cars? Yes, I love that map. No, come on. You're I love that map, piss, right? I know, I'm being dead serious. I love that map. I think it's a really fun map. And you guys think I have bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no i i think i agree with 99 percent of what you said except for the stuff you said about that map uh that map is a trash fire literally a trash fire because it's just a map that where a car crash car jam has happened and so explosions are going off literally every three seconds i love it left right center uh i do not but i i think i agree with everything else you're saying and and i think i'm even more of a casual Call of Duty fan than you are. Like, I think I dropped off Warzone quicker than you did and, and, and the rest of it, and I didn't play the Call of Duty after Warzone had dropped and stuff like that. Like, the oh, last time God. I played Call of yeah. Duty was back when Warzone was happening big. And so, um, for me, I guess I don't notice uh, enough of, like, the slide cancelling being gone. Like, I don't think I was ever really that sort of player, you know? And yeah. so, um, the speed changes and stuff like that, it being a much slower game, I'm not sure I feel as much as other people who are playing... Warzone last week, right? And, when, and I'm when, really now feeling that. When you say sorry. when you say no, no, I was interrupting you. I apologize. When you're saying uh, slower, you mean I only mean slower in movement. I don't think it's a slow game. I just think the movement is much slower than previous games. Agreed. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I, and I think to me, <clears throat> a lot of the guns feel like they have more impact. Like, and and maybe that plays into this idea of it feeling slower or whatever, however you want to word that. Um, the, the only kind of annoyance that I have with multiplayer is, and, and and this very much feels like I'm being an old man and I'm not keeping up with the kids. Okay. But I don't know how to unlock guns and attachments. Like, I feel like I have to do some sort of conspiracy board thing to figure it out. Like, to unlock this sniper rifle, I need to play loads with this marksman rifle and then some with this assault rifle. And I'm like, I can't keep up. I can't figure it out. So I'm just going to play the game with the five guns that I have unlocked at the start and never worry about unlocking other guns. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to add. I don't know what to add on. No, 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 no. Go on, Crash. Uh, so now that you guys both have played some, um, you haven't played the story, have you, Fix? I haven't played the story. No, I haven't. No, I had to think about that. No, I haven't. So this is more of a question for you, Matt. Uh, do you think it has a possibility of repeating and getting uh, my Xbox and Me's game of the year from what you've played? No, Elden Ring came out this year. That's kind of what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, okay. like, but like for Fix, maybe it's a game of the year contender. Because okay. I don't think Elden Ring is going to be your number one, right, Fix? It's going to be the quarry, yeah? Who knows? Who knows? I'll, I will be really interested to see what you think because everybody I've talked to about the campaign um, is is more down on it than I am, I think because of 2019's Modern Warfare and so that good. being such a shift yep. and, and such a kind of revolution 
uh, for the franchise. Uh, but I don't. I didn't have that. I. I. I not sure i played it at all um or maybe i played a couple of levels of it or something for work and so um yeah i i'll be really interested to see what you sort of say about it towards the end of the year when you've played it okay okay um anything else you been playing wait chris have you played it no i haven't played it yet. I, I assumed you hadn't I, I, when i was live <laughs> i almost messaged you the other day like yo complete good and i was like don't know if he has cod yeah. i would have got it i would have played with you but, you know, Fix doesn't message me to play games. He only messages Matt. That's not Why? true. That's not true at all. It's not even close to being yeah, true. not true. It's not even okay, close to true. being true. I don't message Matt. You sure you can't go into that Discord group and see you messaging Matt? Uh, asking I, if think he's you, I think you should message, check the Discord call where Matt has absolutely ruined me. Because oh, oh, we were meant oh, to be oh. planning on Thursday. <laughs> and I've cancelled plans for Thursday. And then Matt goes, oh, I thought we were planning on Tuesday. Yeah, did that did plans? happen. No, I had no plans. But I wanted to feel bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you well, it worked. It worked. <laughs> I ain't got no goddamn plans. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, yeah, go on, sorry. The only other thing I've been playing and fully, fully addicted to is not relevant to this audience, but it's Marvel Snap. And if you're not playing Marvel Snap, you need to start fucking playing Marvel Snap. It's amazing. No, you. you played Gotham Knights as well, didn't we? No, I haven't played Gotham Knights in over a week. And you know what? I feel much better for it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I almost okay. messaged you today saying, I'm just going to be here without you. But we've, got, uh, we've come I, this look, far. We've face. come this far. We can't. We've come this far. We cannot. You cannot get out of this. We've come this far. So did you guys see we, that I got sent uh, a Gotham Nights package? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I did, really. Nice. Yeah, I got statues and everything. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Better than the game. Um... <laughs> <laughs> What was I going to say? Damn, I was going to say something. Um, Have you been playing anything else? Do you know what? I'm back on role play. Um, so I haven't. I've, I've, yeah, I haven't played. Oh, that's a lie. I played Resident Evil Village. So I've re ah. restarted replaying through Resident Evil Village. I've got the DLC uh, provided by Capcom, by the way. So thank you very much, Capcom. Um, are you playing I, in third person? I'm playing the third person mode. So I've restarted the entire game in third person. Oh my God, what a better game it is. What a better game it is. That alone makes it... It's higher on my... It's now higher on my game of the year list. Just for that. Well, mode. it came out last year. It's true. Oh, shit. Yeah, it doesn't... You can put... I well, mean... DLC, well, the DLC is <laughs> probably not going to make it. Um, it's, Rose. <laughs> it's Rose. Let's be honest. I'm not interested. Um, but yeah. I, oh, yeah. It did come out last year. Damn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, you, uh, do you think I revisit the game with this third person? You? Yeah. Me. No. Oh, no. no. Uh, if you don't like the game, no. you don't like the game. No. Okay. okay. No, because I can appreciate it now as a Resident Evil game. For me. Like, because I so don't consider first person a Resident Evil game, though it is. Um, it still has a load of problems. Like, from, from a Resident Evil fan perspective, it still is so detached from the Resident Evil world that they just slap Resident Evil on this game, to be honest with you. But it feels more Resident Evil now, at least. Mm. You know? So, compared to Resident Evil 5, where does it rank? Oh, stop it. It's not even... <laughs> bro, Resident, Evil, compare, right? Resident, Resident Evil 5, 5 is so below. It's disgusting. Like, <clears throat> such a bad game. Matt, go on. You, you seem That's like you're, you're deep in full. Hit me. 
Um, I was wondering. Sorry, uh, wait, so I watched. Wait, 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 wait. Why the fuck have you got a comb in your hat? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Sorry, I'm always on. fiddling with Sonic Man. No, of course, just, do you? Do you? I don't care. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if, uh, and I'm assuming this is the case, it, it, for all of the cutscenes and stuff, it, it flips back to first person. Yep. Right, okay. Mm. Um, Have yeah. you tried looking at Ethan's face? Yeah, you can't. It doesn't really? turn. It doesn't turn. You can't see his face. Yeah. Oh, he interesting. It turns away and you, it just turns the character around. That means they're. I, uh, Ethan's done after this game, right? I think that's guaranteed, oh, you didn't right? Beat it, From right? the story. I didn't beat it. No, 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 no. Spoilers for Resident Evil Village coming in three, two, one. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Ethan's dead, Crash. Okay. <laughs> I probably made you happy. <laughs> it did. I, I celebrated. I mean, does anybody really die in Resident Evil? Like, come on. Yeah. If they could bring him back. It, could, it would be easy enough. I'm not sure that they will. What, well, like, you... they die. They definitely die. <laughs> Who has died in Resident Evil that's come back? Wesker? Does Wesker die all the time? That's yeah. the only person. Okay. Yeah, but Wesker's also like, you play Resident Evil 5. Wesker's superhuman. I was gonna, also, and it makes sense. It does kind of make sense in who, the world. Who, who's Crash's favorite character? Uh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Yeah. Billy, yeah, yeah. Billy never died. Billy, Billy never died. died. He escaped. Oh, whoa, 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 Matt! Don't disrespect Billy like that. Keep Billy's name out your mouth <laughs> and pay respect to him. <laughs> like, let's keep this real. All hundred right now. Do not disrespect Billy. Right. Keep right. Billy's name out your mouth and don't you dare disrespect him again. All right. Oh, mad. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm playing it for again. The problem is, I've hit the point where I, I've hit the, mo the moment in the game that I don't like, which is the second half of the game. So now I'm sort of sat there like, mm, do I bother going back or do I just start the DLC now? So yeah, it's that problem. It's the part where you go to Heisenberg. The whole Heisenberg stuff is trash. I hate it. Oh, uh, the like factory. Yep. Yeah. I'm literally yeah, there. That's right. literally where I stopped. And I was like, all right, chat, I'll see you all tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, nope, I am uh, not in the mood for this GTA right now. It was GTA roleplay. Yeah, it was. It was, you're right. To be fair, and it's not excusing it in any way, but that section is relatively short, if memory serves, or at least it can be if you know sort of what you're doing. And That's stuff, the problem. I, I remember playing it through the first time, and I was stuck. And I was there for, I think it took me about six hours to do that section alone. Yeah. And it was That's just no like, good. I hate this area. So dumb. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm happy they added it. I really hope they add. I really hope from a Resident Evil fans' point of view, and for a Resident Evil fans' point of view, Matt for the new school. I hope they just put both in from day one on the next game. Like it, if if they ca they've proven they can do it, so they need to just do it. And whether it takes longer, I don't care. Just appease to both audiences. It's a very easy win-win situation. Even if they do it the way they've done it with the cutscenes. Though I don't love the fact they go into um, yeah. first person, but I can get over that. Yeah. The uh, I know you haven't jumped into the DLC yet, but do you know if you can play the DLC in, in both first and third person? Or is the I believe DLC it's just, just third. third person? I believe just it's third. just third. I would, well, then... I that, sorry, go on, Crash. I would assume going forward that it's only going to be third person. I would assume so, too. Yeah, but I think, I think it's unfair. Mm. you've now built a brand new audience with these first person games that really like them why can't now you've proven you can do both just do both 
I think it's a little unfair to say that they've proven they can do both. Um, only because it took them years to like adjust the previous game and do it in first yeah. person. It didn't take years. A year. Might be less. You're than correct. It's not. It, it might be less than a year, but it did take time. Yeah. And so, would that time saying, be relevant? I think it's a case of having it in mind though from the start, from the off when you're designing this next game, which they're already doing. We would assume Resident Evil Nine is probably in development. Yeah. Design it with the fact that you know you have to cater to both audiences, which is like some people like first person, some people like first. And not only that, that is a next gen feature to me. You know, like how we talk about, mm. oh, games are not next gen enough. That to me is a next gen feature, which is we now have whether you whether you could do that before or not, I don't know. I'm not a game dev, but you have the power and the capabilities to do it. So let's just do it. It's crazy. I didn't know Skyrim had next gen features. You're damn right. You're damn right. Does all most Bethesda games? Um, the the third to first person thing that that isn't something you can flick between mid game, correct? No. I, well, so you, I don't know. I know at the start okay. of the game it asks you which mode you want to play in, but I don't know. You can go into your camera settings, I believe. Okay. Do you feel like? I mean, it's difficult to remember, I suppose. But is there any design differences? No, that I can tell. In playing in th all the levels not are the same. Sing, everything, not a single everything thing feels different. Hmm, interesting. I would, I would have thought that that is super difficult yeah, to so, like design. I mean, you, first and third. You do have to give it like. Generally, in games, the first person animations you see aren't the actual model, the the model you play as. Yeah, it's like a whole new set of animations. I'd imagine that's the most difficult thing. Um. I, I don't know, because, like, GTA has taken... Has both? Uh, has both, but it time, takes though. time to release as well, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't remember Red Dead Redemption. Did Red Dead Redemption have first person? I don't remember. I can't remember. I know um, Cyberpunk cancelled its first person, uh, or its third person mode, but, like, Cyberpunk had a whole bunch of other issues with it, so... Yeah. Take that with a grain of salt. But it, I do think that there is some difficulty to it, and who knows? Maybe it is a thing that, going forward, it's like, hey, we're going to release... DLC for these games or expansions for the future games, and they'll come with the option to play a game in first person or third person or vice versa, whichever one the game doesn't have. What I will say is it does add, it made me go back and play it. So it ultimately mm. done what it designed to do. It, 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 you know, so this whole gold edition and all that stuff, I don't think it should be a feature that people have to pay for. Um, mm. Which I don't know if it is either, by the way. I don't think it yeah. is. But I'm just saying, like, the way they've packaged it is very much like the gold edition has third person. It's like, Okay, but just put it in there from the start. This is if if it's doable, and again, I'm not a game dev, I don't know, but if it is doable and it means I don't know, if it means What if it's a whole nother year of development to add to, the first for person? For me, for well, I think it's if it's the third person, right? And I think it's vice versa. Maybe you ask both of us the question, right? So Matt, for you, would you wake up wait a whole year to play it in first person? I Excellent I'm year. um I'm much That's less not attached. what I'm asking. I would, I would rather asking? them... I'm asking, would you be okay if the game took a whole another year to come out? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Another, a whole <laughs> another year to develop, right? Yeah. So let's say Resident Evil 9 is meant to come out in four years' time. It will take five years if we do that. I'm Me, yeah. personally, I'm okay with that. Okay. I would rather them pick one and do it. Um, I, I mean... I suppose that's what they did with Village, and, yeah. it, and it doesn't sound like they made any design constraints around first yeah. and third person. Um, 
and so i guess it's fine but like if they want to go third person from here on out fine go commit do it i it wouldn't i think it's not upset if it so was all many third. people really yes you know, i think there are more people in your camp of going resident evil's a third person game fuck your first person I've, than there are in I i'm not we, even in this camp but in my camp of going first person is king I think that we underestimate the the people who just enjoy like horror games, right? For a whole, mm -hmm. and we have yeah. come into a world where first person is expected in horror games. Sure. So yeah. I think I think the new generation of Resident Evil fans are probably going to go with nine if it is third person. Why is it? I'm not saying it's going to it's going to be vocal, but I think it's going to be noticeable where. It, they've already given us both. That to me is the fact that it, both is there. So just at, make let's try and do both. If it's doable, if it's doable, try and do both. I like yeah, I think I, th though I do think from a marketing beat, from a company beat. I know I'm such a corporate shill. Um, it makes perfect sense, right, to do it the way they've done it because it breathes life back into the game for people like me, especially. I sure. wasn't going back to village. There was no way I was going back to Village. I had no interest. Did Village it, really come out last year? Yeah, it was yeah. last year. It was yeah. like early-ish last year as well. Yeah. Like March. Fix does not believe us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you say like it got you back in and that's great and stuff. If they if they just released the DLC and the DLC was just third person, you still probably would have gone back for that though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, well, again, it's that's the problem. new. The that's problem new Resident is, Evil content. The problem is, it's just because I'm a bloody addict for Resident Evil, so I sure, have to, sure, I sure, have sure. to see it, bro. I couldn't give two craps about Rose. Not there's not a piece of me that cares about this DLC. But I've played every single other piece of DLC that I didn't care about, and games that I don't care about, and watched. I even watched the bloody Fiatic play about Resident Evil in Japanese that I don't care about. Like, yeah. Have you watched the Netflix series? I, re I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Well, it got cancelled anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah, but I haven't watched any of them. All of them, I'm There's... just like, nope. Oh, the animated ones? None of them. Hmm. Even the animated ones, terrible as well. Anyway, moving on. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Everyone's gone for their games, right? Yep, yep, yep. Let's get into this yeah, week's dashboard. Yeah. Uh, first piece of big news, which definitely relates to me. Twitch partners with Xbox... Uh, Okay, the title is definitely going to read wrong here, but this is what it says. Twitch partners with Xbox for free PC Game Pass subscription when you buy subs. So, let me read this. Twitch, partner, uh, Twitch is partnering with Xbox this week to give away free months of PC Game Pass subscriptions when you purchase or gift two Twitch subs. Uh, the free PC Game Pass offer will... Uh, be given to new subscribers uh, access to the service, which includes titles such as Plague Tale, etc, etc, etc. The promotion will start on 1pm ET on November 3rd and will run until 6pm ET on November 11th. And you'll need to be a new PC subscriber to be able to redeem the deal. It's cool. It's a cool thing. I think the problem is, it's new players only. So I think most people who are gifted who are that deep in the twitch ecosystem that are gifting a sub probably is if you get you probably has used gay pass before in some way or shape or form i don't know about that no no i i think i think there is definitely a market for this um a for people who haven't uh done game pass because game pass i don't think in the pc market there's a reason it's growing it's not as big as 
we're Xbox guys. We play Xbox. Even if we play on PC, we're still playing games on Xbox. So we yep. know about it. But there's definitely a market of people who only play um, on PC, similar to when um, Riot announced the Riot thing coming to Game Pass and that whole partnership is a whole nother demographic. I think there's something similar with Twitch, but it also gives people who do have already Game Pass to like go to their friend, like who doesn't have Game Pass, like, hey, I'm going to subscribe to two people or subscribe to two people. I'm just going to give you this month of Game Pass or whatever so you can experience it. That's and then you can point. choose to whether you want to expend it, uh, extend it or not. That's a great point. I didn't think of that, of like giving it, it's the, the gateway drug, right? Like, oh, why don't you try yeah. this? Oh, wait, look, you've, now you've used it, you're already in. So, yeah, it's a great point. It's a very, very good point. I mean, ultimately, from my perspective, from a business perspective, for me, hey, Xbox, keep doing this stuff. And if it incentivizes Ooh. people to gift subs or subscribe to Twitch channels, yes, please. Who do you think got a bag in this situation? You'd assume Xbox got a bag through this, right? No, I think the other way around. You think so? I think Twitch got the bag. Yeah, I think it was Xbox going to them and said, how can we work together and get more people PC? How can we get more people in our ecosystem on PC? You probably saw the numbers slowing down on PC or people or mm. something and gone, okay, we know where gamers are. Gamers are on Twitch. Even the most, again, you think about it. You're gamers, number one. Number two, Twitch, uh, Twitch watchers. Number three, people who have money to gift us up. Like that's yeah. that's you're pretty deep in because you're 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 narrowing down to like oh if they can afford to gift us up they can afford Game Pass, simple. So, yeah, I think it was Twitch that got the bag here. If I'm being honest, yeah, I agree. I think you if you look at Twitch as not a huge company run by Amazon and instead as like an individual, they are the affiliate marketer essentially for this, right? They are the they are pushing and getting the commission for the sale of the subscription. No, because they're not... So, uh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. I agree. I get it. Makes sense. Okay, well, Matt made a great point there. Such a great point, Matt. Thank Huge. you, Huge! Great point. <laughs> Next up, Phil Spencer uh, says this, Call of Duty will continue to ship on PlayStation, quote, as long as there's a PlayStation to ship on. Bow, bow, bow. Xbox head of Spill Spencer has just said he's going to kill PlayStation in at least I, the next week. Can I be honest? This sounded like when I read this, I was like, this is shots. Even if it's not meant to be <laughs> shots, this is absolutely shots at PlayStation. Uh, like once they're dead, there's not going to be anything to put on the platform. <laughs> oh, Emily, this is them coming out and saying, look, we'll play ball a little bit more. You can keep COD on Call of Duty on uh, PlayStation, but it's still going in Game Pass. So either get on this train or don't. I feel like Phil Spencer and Xbox are playing this so smartly, though, where it comes out of like they still look like a good guy again. Once again, they look yeah. like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, oh, absolutely. It, it just came out as well that Call of Duty had its biggest launch. It's its biggest launch ever, anyway, across everything. But its biggest launch on PlayStation, right? And PlayStation tweeted yeah. about it and all that. And it's like Xbox are probably just licking their lips, going, "When we get this, we're going to make even more money off of you guys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So. Um, in this same uh, interview as well, he he went on again to make the analogy. Uh, it's just like what we do with Minecraft or did with Minecraft. Da 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 da. And um, they seem to be leaning oh, on that more and more now. I don't believe that analogy. That analogy ruined after they bought Bethesda. They were like, we don't buy games to just put them on our competitors' platforms. 
I actually agree with you. It was a it's a weird one to go. Oh, we do it with we did it with this. We didn't do it with this. It's like whatever. Yeah. Like I I think I think Phil Spencer's hundred percent genuine. I just don't think the analogy that he's trying to create holds up any longer. Because I do think that Call of Duty makes so much money that it'd be kind of stupid for right now, especially after they purchase it, to put something like Call of Duty and be like, we're going to make it console exclusive. Down the line for sure, but out the gate, I don't see a reason to do that. I agree with you. The The difference is that it, it like the analogy doesn't hold up to people like us, like the top 1% of gamers who pay attention to this shit. True. But Call of Duty and Minecraft are in their own stratosphere that a Fallout and a Starfield doesn't touch. Um, like as far as mainstream sort of conscious gamers go, and so they they just don't think about it in the same way. Like mainstream uh, gamer is never going to see that quote sure. or see that article you mean, or the podcast or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not watching iJustine's podcast to see that quote. Yeah. So I get what you're saying, and I do, I do kind I of agree with I you. I agree with your point, but your point isn't valid. Just like your but, thoughts but when, on this podcast. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> the, but but when IGN pick up that quote and 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 the PlayStation once, player is worried about Call of Duty what, disappearing, once you go true. to IGN, you're no longer in the casual market. No, I disagree I, yeah, with that. No. I, I disagree with that. That's a Google search. It's a, at that point, it's a case of a headline, and I do agree with you. To be fair, someone you what well, you're telling me a casual could easily go. Is Call of Duty? It's one of those typical. Is Call of Duty on PlayStation still? Because they heard from a friend that it might not be, and then this quote yeah. comes up. So I, you're still a casual. But would this actually. quote ever come up when somebody Google's that? Why don't we find out? Let's find out. All right. Uh, I'm gonna it's Google also it right now. like a thing that would hit on TikTok, right? Like somebody going like, yeah. Phil Spencer I, said that the Call of Duty is going to remain on PlayStation forever, and this is what he's talking about. Um, and that's how everybody gets their news now, including me. TikTok. Is Call of Duty on PlayStation? It comes up in the top stories bit at the moment, which is kind of unfair because we we kind of. I mean, that's a, what the news cycle is, though. Like that's true. Keep that's it up true. there, you know. Yeah. This week it's on iJustine's yeah, podcast. It's, 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 in two months, it'll be on unlocked or something. I don't know. You know. No, I got you. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's in. It's on. If you Google it, it's all over the news here. It's literally every single story is like the top ones here. So. So Google search away, Crash. Thanks, Crash. Thanks. Next news story. <laughs> Atomic Heart coming to Xbox and Game Pass in February. Uh, if you don't know what Atomic Heart is, this is what you need to know. Uh, taken from Windows Central. Atomic Heart is the debut title from Ambitious Studio Mudfish, published by Focus Entertainment. The upcoming action RPG shooter combines stunning art design and a terrifying futuristic dystopia. After months of waiting, Atomic Heart finally has an official release sorry for release date uh, of february 1st 2023 and is now available to pre-order atomic arc will also be launching on xbox game pass for pc and console this is one of those games that i keep forgetting is a thing and then i hear about it and i'm like oh yeah i'm really excited for this game because it's one of those games that looks like it could be a bioshock game like if you just slap bioshock on it i believe it no no not at all. What? Am I thinking of a different game? I mean, what's no, I think you're thinking of this hard, game. Right? I think you're thinking of this game. I just think you're wrong. And one of those bad takes again. Hey, we love your bad takes here. Don't let them, don't let them get too. in your head. Um, I didn't even know this game existed. I've got to be honest with you. 
Yes, you did. I did. Yeah, you did. You did. We uh, we we together watched an Xbox event where this game was shown. I'm watching. And the it, it was right one of the now, better I'm, ones. And I'm just like, you, not for me. But I do see the Bioshock. I can. I don't totally agree with you, Matt. But uh, I can see. I, that's what I'm saying. I see why. You, <laughs> you come to like, that. Maybe. Come to that I don't think you can slap Bioshock on it and be like, "This is a Bioshock game." <laughs> I mean, like that's stretching. Yeah, I take it all bit. back. I take it all back. No, don't take it back. No, 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 no. You're you, Matt. You, you don't let me fix. The whole reason I we got to the situation is because me and Fix bully you. That's the only reason. Comment was made. All right. Next up, I just want to roll is contributing to Xbox Fable. Embracer clo uh, closes a recent acquisition studio as well. Uh, Embracer Group recently acquired three studios from Square Enix, but is shutting one of them down, while another one will be assisting with an upcoming title from Xbox Game Studios. Uh, that's according to a report from Bloomberg, which indicates that Embracer Group is closing Ot Otmo, a studio formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, under Square Enix. Uh, this team primarily worked on mobile games developing titles such as Lara Croft, what the hell? Lara Croft Go and Hitman Go. Uh, curiously, Bloomberg reports also indicate that some of the employees working at Omna will be transferred to Idos Montreal. Uh, the latter studios is also subjected to cost-saving efforts with one unnamed project being cancelled and another having its scope reduced. So there you have it. Interesting one from Embracer Group. If you're buying shoes, yeah. you probably wouldn't, you know, need to, to cut costs straight away. Kind of, uh, kind of interesting, if you're asking me. Uh, well, I, this studio was part of the bundle of everything they bought from. So it, it probably, sure. to be fair for Embracer Group, it probably was like, what are they working on? Let's give them some time, see how it's going. And it's like, oh, we don't think this game's like really something worth putting more money into it. Unfortunately, people are going to lose their jobs. Um, they are apparently looking to send some of those people over to different companies, which I think is cool, but I, I I'd imagine a vast majority of these people um, end up jobless, unfortunately. Yeah, it always sucks when people lose their jobs at the end of the day. It's a, it's a hard one. Lara Croft Go and Hitman Go were received really, really well as well. So, interesting. Yeah, how much, how, much, they how much money did they make? Yeah, I think that's the important question. Yep, I agree. I do agree. How do you feel about uh, the um, um, Crystal Dynamics or it's not EDS Montreal? Yeah, yeah, working on uh, Fable. It depends what they're doing, right? Like that's all where it comes down to. It's a hard one. Like they're probably just a support studio. So, yeah. Do you think this delays how far out you thought you think Fable will be, or? still super far away we haven't put in the show notes this week but i did see phil spencer's quote about how like he knows that we're waiting i have to say phil we've been waiting bro we've been yeah. waiting this year was so like i know games come out from xbox this year but they just weren't they haven't hit the way that we need them to hit we need yeah. fable Star and we need starfield and we need gears of war and we need, we need these games like ASAP as Xbox players. Like we invested in your ecosystem a long time ago, and I still can't. Can you name one Series X game that really moved the needle from Xbox from Xbox so far? I can't think. That's of an one. exclusive. Yeah. No. 
Oh, no. I can't. Forza? See, the problem is with Forza is Forza... Forza... Yes, you're right. But because it's Forza, it's, like, expected, which is super unfair. Like, that is super, super, super unfair of me. But we all know Forza is going to be good every year. Like, it had, did that move the needle as well? I'm saying move the needle. Yeah. I, oh, sure. I, I, I guess, yeah. What do you mean as far as move the needle goes? Like, sell consoles? Well, no, I don't think even sell consoles. Being, just have a cultural... A cultural yeah. in the gaming space. Like, they haven't. And, and, by the way, I don't think PlayStation have had one this generation either. So, no, I don't think so. You know, nothing. Yeah. Um, no sequels. Yeah. Uh, I will say, even if, like, Gears of War came out, I don't think I'd put Gears of War in that category either. What, even though depends, Gears of War is well, always... It depends on what it does, right? That's the whole point. It, if it, it, can, it can move the needle if it does something different and does something well. Like... No, because I think Gears of War would do what it's expected to do. I, I get what you're saying, but for me, like, I think for Xbox, I want new either a new game or a game new we IP, haven't seen mate. in a long time. New a IP. new IP or even a fable, a, a perfect dark, something that hasn't been around in a long time to just sort of breathe new life into gaming. And I don't think we've gotten that from Xbox in general in a long time. of the 11th, 2022. That'll be the 11th of the second for my American listeners. I am telling you here today, Perfect Dark is going to get a seven. Ooh. What makes you say that, Fix? Is it the quadruple A studio? I feel it. Oh, bro. I feel it. I just feel it in my bones. If you don't watch the podcast, you just listen to the podcast, you don't understand how serious Fix is, right? Because when he said that, he took off his glasses, started cleaning them. Some people don't even know I wear glasses. That's the crazy thing. (laughs) There's people out there that don't even know that I wear glasses. That's true. That's true. Wild. If you didn't know that I wore glasses, please email in. <laughs> One star review. Five star review. This is for the glasses. This is for the glasses content. Um, but yeah, I'm being serious. It's gonna get a seven. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm not putting oh, a pizza okay. on. Yeah, anything's possible. I, I'm not saying anything until I see some gameplay. I, I think that'll. It. I Next up is a very, very, very sad piece of news for this podcast and podcasts across the world. <laughs> Nibble, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, has left so. Twitter. He tweeted this saying, after some introspectiveness, I believe, uh, I've made a decision to focus uh, my time and energy elsewhere and move on from Twitter. This marks the end of my video game coverage and my participation in this platform thanks to everybody for the fun times farewell nibble nah i don't know some people are probably thinking why the hell are they talking about a guy leaving twitter this is not big news if you didn't know nibble was the guy that would do gigantic breakdowns of trailers and news that comes out and make it bite-sized and digestible and the man had literally half a million twitter followers yeah. I know he did launch a Patreon not too long ago, and I th- I'm speculation, I've done no research at all. I assume that didn't do too well to allow him to keep going by doing this. Um yeah. and that's why he has decided to focus his energy elsewhere. Yeah, um sorry, go on, I, I think he had like 
I don't want to put a number on it because I'm not 100%. I think he had like a decent amount of people supporting him on Patreon. It's just he gets no money from Twitter and I don't think it was sustainable. And I think it was also bundled together because I think there's more to it. Um, it had to do part of it had to do with Elon Musk's role in Twitter and how Twitter's never really had a good role, um, a good leader ahead of it. So part of that influenced his decision to leave as well, which is very, very unfortunate. Yeah, the timing of it all coincided with Elon kind of taking over Twitter and and those discussions happening and then the discussions around verification starting to cost money potentially and all these things. And so, yeah, I think it's all rumors and conjecture that that had anything to do with uh, them leaving. No, no, no. It's, it's in his Patreon post. The reason oh, I didn't include it is apologies. because it's behind a paywall, paywall and I felt like it would be grimy to take the quotes that are on websites that were behind a paywall when the reason he's leaving is because he didn't get enough money for oh, uh, yeah. for the platform. Yeah. So, okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Do we think they'll be gone from Twitter as long as Fix was gone from RP? I think he's done. I could... If, I just wanted to have a dig of fix. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he had some health complications a while ago. I believe I saw on Twitter or something like that. So I assume it's just sort of like everything sort of piling up yeah. uh, together. And it's fair. Like he didn't make any money, but he was covering all sorts of content, all, all sort of time zones. Like he was always active. He never missed. The amount of work he did. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think he was undervalued and underappreciated in a lot of 100%. ways, for myself included. One, oh, 100%. he leaves a huge gaping hole on Twitter. You've got to think, Twitter's my platform, right? That's where I go for gaming news is where I go because of him. He's one of the main yeah. reasons. Like, I would check his Twitter to see if I've missed anything. And, yeah, I think you're right, Chris. It's weird that, like, I'm a content creator with a Patreon and things like that, right? It's weird how I didn't, it, the switch didn't click for me, where I was like, I should be supporting you somehow. Yeah. You give so much to me. How comes I, I haven't figured out supporting you? Every time I did show notes, like one of the website, one of the places I'd go is onto his yeah. Twitter. And like, I might see something there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go find the IGN article or the uh, Windows Central article or whatever it is to find a little bit more information. Yeah. But he constantly updated it with all sorts of news. And it wasn't even necessarily stuff that was relevant to a particular field because you do have some people no. like, we're going to cover RPGs or we're going to cover uh, shooters, Call of Duty, what be it? It was like everything. Ev like yeah. Japanese titles I've never even heard of that he's just got the scoop on the like, Jesus, dude! Like you, you, you take this serious. So, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. But there you go. Next up, EA and Marvel enter a free game deal with Iron Man being developed by Motive Studios. Uh, EA announced on their Twitter, "We're thrilled to announce a multi-year title collaboration with Marvel to develop action adventure games for console." and PC. Each game will be their own original story set in the Marvel Universe. And that's the biggest problem with this announcement. It's its own universe thing. It would have been really cool to have got a free game deal when they all interlinked. I feel like it could have been dope. Now, do I, trust too long. now do I trust EA to do that? Hell no. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I think games take way too long to do that. In the same way that they do it with movies. Okay. I don't disagree. 
I wish I did, but I don't. I I can yeah. I, I I do agree. I do agree. I will say. I hope. Uh, did we know about the Iron Man game? No, it was what we heard about Iron Man was somebody else was it was Avalanche that was going to make an Iron Man game that got canceled. I really hope they hit up the um, what you call it Bioware. Uh, Bioware on how they made flying work. That's all I'd they hope. need to do. Yeah, dude, this is like this is a slam dunk. If EA messes that up, I'm gonna have less trust in the non-trust I have in EA. Bro, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm gonna start going deeper into the negatives. It's a slam dunk. Go to your partner company or go to the other company and be like, "Yo, how did you do this?" File, save as, delete. Yeah, like, uh, copy yeah. Paste. yeah. <laughs> copy paste. Copy pasta. So weird. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, super game development is super easy. Super easy. Uh, we've got one more here from EA as well, which is EA denies claims it will stop selling physical games in some parts of Europe. Uh, so if you didn't know, there was an article that came out, I can't remember where from, but it was saying they were going to pull out of Germany and Austria and Switzerland uh, for physical games, which was very interesting and was going to cause a big conversation, but they've come out and rectified that. So EA has provided a statement to IGN to nine reports it will stop selling physical games in parts of Europe, meaning business will continue as normal. Quote, we have not stopped physical distribution of our games in Germany, Austria and Switzerland and players will continue to be able to buy our games from retailers across the region. An EA spokesperson said, also adding, quote, recent reports stating otherwise, uh, otherwise are inaccurate reflect of disclosure made in EA Germany's financial statements. I missed a word there, but I don't know what it said. I think it's statutory. Thank you you didn't much. lose any of the meaning. Don't I worry know. about it. I yeah. thought you might have called me out on it, though. Um, no, not that's good. I'm glad they're still doing physical. Um, there's still people who care about physical. I am not one of those people, but there are still people that care about physical. I don't think we're at a place yet to take it away from people because of internet speeds. That being said, though, Call of Duty only had 70 meg on the disc. So... You, you still have to download stuff for games nowadays, yeah. even with the disc. Which yeah. kind of voids that. Like I understand that it you does. lessen the burden, but it kind of voids it at the same time. Um, I I wonder if EA actually had any sort of plans, and then they saw the outcry, and they were like, "Yeah, no, we're definitely not doing that." Possibly, possibly. I don't know. I actually don't know. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, interesting, right? Because you're right. Like you can't play Call of Duty if you don't have an internet connection, right? There's nothing on that disc. It was Seventy, 70 megs meg. or whatever. Seventy meg. Something a menu screen i'm guessing i don't know um and so we're getting to a point where surely more and more companies are going to start toying with this idea like it, it didn't shock me when i heard the news that they were going to stop producing physical discs in certain regions i thought it was a test case. i think it's inevitable yeah, yeah yeah maybe i i will say when i first heard the news i wasn't expecting it to be like germany and places like that i thought it was going to no. be like smaller more rural countries in europe which is not the case i don't know if rural is the right word to use there but if i knew what you meant yeah. i'd correct you but i don't so you, i'm sorry i can't you have to do it some way that has good internet though right and unless you look at ea's catalog and go actually it's the same as call of duty like i'm guessing you can't play fifa like just put in the disc and play offline straight away. Haven't got a clue. I ain't got to we'll do that. Sorry, I ain't got a clue. I got all my games digitally. Damn yeah. straight. Have you got code? No, I haven't gotten it yet. I might have a code for you. Um, 
Fix the sack. Let's do at least one question before we get off. Well, we'll cover the other news that are there next week. Apologies, we are running a little bit longer, and I am absolutely knackered. Uh, first question, and maybe the only question for today, is from Stead. Are Square in trouble? I mean, they want more global games after selling off their Western studios after, let's face it, not treating them well. At least that's how it looks. Forcing them to make games that aren't really in their wheelhouse, Avengers by a studio with no background in live service games, and every game failed to meet sales expectations. It also can't help that you make games exclusive to PlayStation slash Switch and do some pretty poor, pretty broken PC port. Took them four years to fix... Took them four years. IIRC, what's that mean? No I usually ignore that whenever I see it. To fix uh, <laughs> near atomic RPC ports. Uh, and then he adds a statement here from Square Enix, I believe, unless he's forged this, but it looks pretty official, <laughs> saying... <laughs> Achieving major growth in the games industry is difficult now. For companies that complete compete primarily in the Japanese market, given its uh, graying, graying, interesting, graying yeah, graying yeah. demographic. As such, uh, it is critical for our business that we produce hit titles that speak to a global market, which offers greater scale in terms of both customers and sales volumes. Furthermore, game development efforts are becoming more sizable and so sophisticated. sophisticated as I need to sound it out. That's the problem. As the results of technology advancements in the, in the devices on which they are played, such as consoles or smart devices, the investment required to develop game titles is therefore an order of a magnitude greater than in the past. In other words, the Japanese Japanese market is no longer significant for achieving a level of earning that enables us to recoup our development investment and generate a profit and we therefore need to approach our development efforts based on assumption that we have succeeded in the global market square annex where was this posted i have no clue this is the only place i've seen it i haven't seen websites covering this i haven't at seen all. it instead i need to know where take this as rumor and speculation everyone listening because <laughs> this seems like a very weird thing to come out and say yeah I don't yeah, think it's that. I, I don't think it's that weird. Really? Um, yeah, I think this is. I, I think you're misunderstanding what this is, and I think Stead is partly as well. Um, I don't think this is for your uh, Final Fantasies. I don't think this is for any of the big titles. Square Enix used to make a lot of smaller RPGs, and maybe Sp Stead does understand. That. I don't want to speak for Stead, um, but this is. I think this is more so to <laughs> to their smaller RPGs, which they still have some coming out. Um, and they've regularly done in the past. I think this is more so saying like those games aren't sustainable anymore because game, the cost of making games is more expensive and the Japanese market is getting smaller and smaller, which has been notable. It's something that we've talked about, something that's been discussed before. The Japanese market is getting smaller. So it makes sense where they're like, hey, we have to pivot to more of a, not necessarily just Western art audience, but a global audience. See, I agree with you in one sense, and I disagree with you in another. The, the way I agree with you, I agree with you with what you said about, obviously, the market shrinking, games costing, things like that. But I disagree with you on them not talking about games like Final Fantasy, because if, they, if those games were able to achieve more sales more sales and make more money they would be able, like ea right ea sell fifa it sells gangbusters so then they're able to make a it takes two and other things like that 
same thing here, right? If Square Enix made more money off of Final Fantasy, and I'm trying to think of other games, I guess it's games like Outriders that don't help, though, with them, and Avengers and stuff like that, where it's like, they thought those games were going to do well, and ultimately they failed. But they yeah. are attempts at global games. They're like, not like I agree. niche Japanese games. Yeah. Um, to be fair, like uh, it takes two and stuff like that. Those games are successes. Those games don't like those games sell well. They probably on their own cover costs. Yeah. I think I think for Square Enix, it's some of these smaller games that they make that are very niche games. And Square Enix has done this for a long time. Uh, they've had success in those niche games in Japanese markets. I think those games just aren't profitable anymore because it also takes more effort in making them, right? A lot of those games used to be 2D. Now it's like you have to make 3D models. You have to make 3D worlds and all this stuff. Um, and I think slowly Square Enix has been feeling the burden of that in a lot of degrees. I also think there's a reason Square Enix has been sell sold a whole bunch of their studios um, and also came out with a statement where they're like, we're looking to partner with people and we're going to be getting more investors for games that we're making and all this stuff is because they are feeling something financially and it's probably the fact that they cater games to the Japanese market to a degree. Fair enough. I just give me Final Fantasy 7 on Xbox. It's pretty easy if we're being honest. Oh, 100%. I think that would, <laughs> I think that would help. But does putting Final Fantasy 7 on Xbox cover the bag they get from PlayStation? I bet your Xbox would play it, pay the bag. Yeah, but Xbox, you want to know honestly, you want to know honestly what probably is the issue with uh, putting Final Fantasy on Xbox? It all goes probably back to Final Fantasy 14, where Square Enix wanted Final Fantasy 14 on Xbox. It was supposed to have crossplay, and Final Fantasy was like, we don't need that game on our console. And they've been riding bad, bad blood since then. I don't think it's that at all. I think, like you said beforehand, it's the check. The check Just cleared, <laughs> baby. The check cleared. And, the sim and, and plus legacy game like they know the audience is there on playstation compared to on xbox so yeah yeah let's plug 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 and get ourselves out of here boys matt what you got to plug this week other than your dignity wow <laughs> uh what am i plugging i as always i am plugging the youtube channel go subscribe hit the notification bell the gotham goons what did I call this before? The Gotham? I don't know, but the Gotham Goons is pretty I don't good. Remember. <laughs> Gotham Goons will return. We will finish that story. I will play as Batman. Crash will send me a pizza all the way from across the pond. I, I, Matt, I'm going to tell you something right now. I do not owe you a pizza. This Have is 100% confirmed. No, I, I've quit on the game. Oh, you quit? I'm not, I, I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm done. It doesn't matter. Then until I played through it and know if I played Batman Matt, or not, you can play it through. You're just there's no a little bit too much copium, Matt. A little bit We're too on much PC. Copium. I'm I'm totally down to mod it for you so you can play as Batman. That doesn't count. Let's not let's not play that game. That does not count. How do you think a Domino's pizza from the UK travels to the US? <laughs> this travels fine. You think that'll be all right? The, be the all right? fee that you'll be paying is not worth it, but it travels fine. <laughs> it travels Crash, what are you to plug this week, man? Uh, podcast reviews. Leave us some five-star reviews yeah, we uh, this week. Yeah, we, we need some to off-balance the three-star review. Um, yeah, just some reviews, some youtube subscriptions leave some comments in the youtube the youtube hasn't but actually last uh last week's episode did get quite a few comments but 
getting some more comments would be nice on the YouTube video as well. Saw some negative ones. <laughs> on the YouTube one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, saw some negative ones, definitely. Like, yeah. Like, the one about um, Xbox X. I think people saw the title and just assumed that we were like, it's like, uh, it's like actually listen to the podcast and you'll know. And then it was like, oh, he makes a good point here. And I was like, Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. But whatever. Hold up a minute. Um, what have I got to plug? I haven't got anything to plug right now, to be honest with you. Twitch.tv slash mcfixer. YouTube.com slash mcfixer. Um, go drop me a follow. I'm trying to reach 10k to the quickest as I can. Don't think I'll make it by the end of the year now. But I was on a good run for a little while there. Unless I get like a humongous raid. That'd be cool. Um, other than that. Yeah, man, keep supporting the podcast, please. We appreciate you, those people who do enjoy it and listen every week. Thank you so much. We want to hear from you. New people who haven't wrote in and think, oh, they're not going to read that question. We are. We love it when we see new names. So please, please do. Jump in the Discord and all that jazz. Until next time, I will love you, leave you, and if anyone leaves a review that says Crush is the best ever again, I will ban you from this podcast listening. Goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs>